Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome into another exciting edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you talking all things Panthers hockey over the course of the next hour. And we've got a lot to get to. Of course, the Panthers riding a five-game point streak picked up a win back on Tuesday over Calgary. That was their fourth straight. They were upended in a shootout by a 6-5 final score on Thursday to kick off their two-game road trip. But the Panthers did pick up a point in that game in Dallas and they're riding the five-game point streak. So we'll talk about the week that was. We'll have highlights. We'll have some reaction from Panthers interim head coach Andrew Brunette coming up shortly following that Thursday night 6-5 shootout loss to the Dallas Stars. And then coming up next segment, we will have a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. Jordan McPherson from the Miami Herald does a great job covering the Panthers there. He joined me and Jameson Olive earlier in the week. We'll have a sample from that episode of Territory Talk coming up in just a little bit. Later on in the hour, I mentioned Jamison Olive. He comes to us from FloridaPanthers.com and the Territory Talk podcast. You can hear him in the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast, and he'll be joining us coming up in segment number three. We'll talk all things Panthers. We'll look ahead to tonight's game. The Panthers at Carolina tonight, 7 o'clock face-off. The Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, two of the heavyweights of the Eastern Conference and the National Hockey League going head-to-head this evening as the Panthers look to get back on the winning side of things. The Panthers will be coming home for a three-game homestand beginning on Tuesday night. They will play host to the Vancouver Canucks at FLA Live Arena, 7 o'clock on Tuesday, and then Friday at 7, the Panthers host Dallas, and then a week from tonight at 6, the Panthers host Columbus. So that's what lies ahead. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK, the number to call to get your Panthers tickets. So we've got a lot on tap for you here over the course of the next hour. Panthers fans, go to flateamshop.com for exclusive Florida Panthers licensed merchandise, including one-of-a-kind game-use gear, hockey-inspired fashion apparel, and much more. Shop now at flateamshop.com. Well, taking a look back at the week that was, the Panthers went into Tuesday night's game against the Calgary Flames looking for a fourth straight win, and they picked up that fourth straight victory in convincing fashion. The Panthers topped the Flames 6-2. Here are the Panthers' goals as they aired on the Florida Panthers radio network. Huberdeau to the line, taken there by Ekblad. Aaron Ekblad, Jonathan Huberdeau, top left circle, hands down low, Patrick Hornquist in front, and they score! Patrick Hornquist is going to get credit for this one. That one may have been batted in inadvertently by a country flame out in front. 14-02 left in the first. Panthers working around. Here's Forsling, top of the near circle. Johnny scores! Top shelf! And the game is tied at two. That one changed course out in front. And now we've got a 
dust up off to the side of the goal. 6.59 to go in the first. The Panthers have tied the game at two. That Forsling shot looks like it glanced off something on the way. Thornton out of the right side boards for Hagee. Center point where it's taken by Montour. Montour long. Rishot tip the score. And the Panthers have a power play goal and a 3-2 lead with 109 to go in the first. A Montour point shot that looked like it was tipped out front. Joe Thornton may have gotten a piece of that one on the point shot from Montour. Montour bouncer through center as Lomberg couldn't settle it. He regathers, cuts in shot, and he scores! Ryan Lomberg has given the Panthers a 4-2 lead. He cut through the right circle and beat Markstrom down low. The Panthers are up by a pair with 16.7 seconds to go here in the second period. In comes Hornquist, shot, he scores! Patrick Hornquist, the wrist around the right circle, beats Markstrom, and the Panthers Here's a chance in the near circle, a shot, they score, Lucas Carlson out of the left circle, he sends one top shelf, and the Panthers take a 6-2 lead with 6.56 to go here in the third period. So Tuesday night, a 6-2 victory for the Panthers over the Calgary Flames. That marked a fourth straight win for the Panthers and put an exclamation point on that homestand. The Panthers went to the road. They had a big game on Thursday night against the Dallas Stars. It was a back-and-forth tilt. The Panthers were able to force it into overtime with a late goal from Jonathan Huberto. Just fell short in the shootout by a 6-5 final score. Here are the five Panthers goals as they aired on the Florida Panthers radio network. Jack Blatt at the line looks over and and a pass in front, they score! And it's a one-time drive out of the slot as they fed it to Barkov, and he's able to blaze one past Braden Holtby. The Panthers have the first one tonight. It's 1-0 on the power play. Ryan Suter, the puck carrier for Dallas, gets out towards center ice. Almost lost it there, does lose it. In go the Panthers, down to our left. Here's Barkov, nifty move, left circle, cuts in. Backhand, he scores! What a move, Barkov individually drives it to the net, goes to the backhand, and he's able to regain the lead for the Panthers. It's 2-1, second of the game for Barkov. Off to the far side, Gudis tries a shot, that's wide as well. Rims off near side, forcing a shot, and that one. It's in, Hornquist. It's in the net. Patrick Hornquist got a piece of it, and the Panthers score, and they're able to get the lead back. It's 3-2. Patrick Hornquist out in front of the net. Looks like he made contact with that shot from Forsling. Weger down to the corner. Backhand behind the net at two. Louis Doreen and off to the far side. Looks out to the high slot. Weger thought about a shot. Holds right circle shot. And he scores through traffic. Mackenzie Weger has tied the game for the Panthers. It's 4-4. Huberto out to the point. Ekblad. Huberto top of the left circle. A shot. They score. The Panthers have tied the game at five. Jonathan Huberto from the top of the left circle. And the Panthers get the goal they were looking for late in the game. So Dallas got the better of the Panthers back on Thursday night. 6-5 was the final in a shootout, but the Panthers have points in five consecutive games. Here are some thoughts from Panthers interim head coach Andrew Brunette following the game in Dallas on Thursday night. I wouldn't say I was overly happy. You know, I thought we played a 50-50 hockey game on the road. I thought we had stretches that we played well and stretches where we didn't and kind of, you know, wasn't our A game. Um, but we found a way and, and uh, you know, I thought our six on five was really good. Um, you know, I thought the last eight minutes, we, we really started pressing and get rolling, but we were a little bit inconsistent and probably too many passengers tonight. You know, I thought Barky made some, you know, they're a great face-off team and they gave us fits all night and Barky really, uh, I mean, he was phenomenal down that stretch and that's kind of gave us opportunities. You don't get that many opportunities in a row without winning face-offs and, um, 
you know, I thought that as a whole too, you know, Horny's jumping and UB's jumping and Hags and they were, they were jumping on pucks and, and keeping pucks alive. And, and uh, we had some really good looks. Um, you know, the talent kind of came, th- came out there at that, that stretch. Panthers interim head coach, Andrew Brunette right there. That was following the game on Thursday evening. The Panthers fell six, five in a shootout to the Dallas stars, a milestone in that game. Joe Thornton, Panthers centerman played in his 1700th game in the national hockey league. Just the sixth player in the history of the NHL to play 1700 games. Big congratulations to him. The Panthers turn the page now and look ahead to tonight's contest. They'll be paying a visit to the Carolina Hurricanes, 7 o'clock face-off, 6.30. Panthers preview across the radio network for our listeners in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. You can catch tonight's game on 99.9 WKIS FM HD 2. That's where you can find tonight's action in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. 100.3 Thunder Country in the Florida Keys as always. And wherever you are, you can tune in on the NHL app. Makes it so easy to listen to all the action across the National Hockey League. So you can catch us there tonight as as well. Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Panthers coming home Tuesday night to take on Vancouver at 7 o'clock. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. The Panthers and FLA Live Arena are excited to bring you the FLA Live app. The FLA Live app is an all-new interactive arena mobile application to enhance and personalize visits to FLA Live Arena for Panthers games, concerts, and events. Use this app for tickets, mobile ordering, Panthers Predict, and much more. Download it now. Well, coming up later on in the hour, Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast. He's going to stop by, but straight ahead, a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast. Jameson Olive and I were joined earlier this week by Jordan McPherson from the Miami Herald. We talked about how it's been for him covering this Red Hot Panthers team this season. Stick around. You don't want to miss that. Doug Plagan's here with you. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagan's here with you as we count it down to tonight's game, the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, 7 o'clock face-off, 6.30 Panthers preview tonight across the radio network. Special programming note for our Miami-Dade and Broward County listeners, 99.9 FM HD2 is your place to tune in to tonight's action. Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, a huge matchup within the Eastern Conference. That's going to be tonight, 7 o'clock face-off, 6.30 Panthers preview. Panthers then back home. Tuesday night at 7 against the Vancouver Canucks. And then Friday at 7, the Panthers will play host to the Dallas Stars. And then a week from tonight at 6, the Panthers will welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK, the number to call to get your Panthers tickets. The Feltman's Value Pack, back for this season. Each Feltman's Value Pack includes Panthers tickets for four, as well as a Feltman's all-natural hot dog, popcorn, and soda. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash value pack for more more information. Coming up later on in the program to help us look back at the Panthers week that was and also look ahead to tonight's contest, Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com will be stopping by. But speaking of Jamison Olive, he and I had a chance to catch up with Jordan McPherson of the Miami Herald on this week's edition of the Territory Talk podcast, the Panthers official podcast, which you can find at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you listen to your podcast. Jordan McPherson does a great job covering and the Panthers and a number of other things for the Miami Herald. He was kind enough to stop by on this week's episode of Territory Talk. We recorded this conversation back on Wednesday and with the Panthers rolling along, picking up points, winning hockey games, here's what Jordan McPherson had to say as far as what he thought were the big things that are standing out for this Panthers team. Really, really good at home. The offense has been spectacular. 
watching Sergey Bobrovsky take that step that we've really been wanting to see him take doing that this year. It's been very fun covering this team in Sunrise. And Jordan, you say it's fun, but I'm sure for you it's also a bit stressful. You do work for the Herald. You do have deadlines at times. How stressful have these comeback wins been for you when you have your story written and then suddenly five minutes later it's a completely different story? Yeah, that part's not as, not as much fun. <laughs> but I can say it, with certainty, David Wilson, my colleague at the Herald, we split time covering the Panthers. We've texted each other on a regular basis in the third period going, well, do you have your rewrite ready to go? And it's gotten to the point where we basically start anticipating having the right, having to have that comeback catch story in our back pocket. And it's come in handy having that, having that sort of form story ready to go in case they make their comeback, which, as we've seen, they have done very frequently this year. Jordan, you and David Wilson have done great work covering the Panthers now for for a couple of seasons. And just take the take us behind the scenes, pull back the curtain a little bit. What's the what's that interaction like? Do you guys have meetings? Do you have chit chats, informal chit chats on the fly? Uh, how do you guys talk behind the scenes about uh, covering this team for the Miami Herald? Yeah, so we basically we look at the schedule, see when the Panthers are playing, see when our other responsibilities are going on. I'm primarily the Herald's Miami Marlins writer. So once spring training happens, so mid-February on, usually David takes the back half of the year. But up until then, the two of us just look at our schedules, figure out who's free when, who can get to practice, who can go to games, and try to make sure we're avoiding overlap with different features, different off-day stories. And so far, we've has, we found a pretty steady rhythm between the two of us. We've had a pretty good report. He helps me out on Marlins a lot, so we built this connection over the last three years, and it's made it made it very workable and very manageable to to cover the Panthers on top of what else we do for the Herald. Are there any hockey fans on the Marlins? I remember Steve Ciszek years ago was. Is there any like outward hockey fans on the Marlins you're aware of? Yeah, there are a couple. Uh, John Birdie, their utility infielder, he played hockey up in uh, up in Michigan. Brian Anderson's a hockey fan. I know that both of them have been at a couple games before everything happened with COVID. We're big BA guys uh, over yeah. here. We we saw yeah. the walk-off sack fly a couple of years ago. It was <laughs> one of the greatest sporting events Jameson and I have ever attended. <laughs> and then uh, the Marlins round pick in 2020, Max Meyer, he's from Minnesota. He, he played hockey. He was a defenseman growing up in addition to being a pitcher. And he says that he was a Wild fan growing up, but now that he's down in South Florida, he is paying attention to the Panthers. So – you potentially have another convert on the Marlins on the Marlins team to come as well. And I know Jazz told Anton Lundell when Lundell threw out that first pitch that he's been to a couple games, and I love that photo. And I I hope both guys turn into superstars. It looks like they are because that's a great photo with Jazz and Anton. Yeah, both of them are those youngsters that you hope become the next household names. Jazz has already started to become that just with the flair and the big plays and the swagger and the different color hair almost every other week. And then Anton Lundell, on a lesser sense for the Panthers right now, I mean, he's basically turning into what the Panthers hope to be. He's becoming sort of like a mini mini Alexander Markov. I mean, you see what he, he's able to do on both sides of the ice. His offensive game is starting to come along. His defensive game has been fantastic since he made his debut. And you're really starting to see some strides in him, and there's no lack of confidence in Anton Lundell either. And that's been a really refreshing sight to see from – a rookie trying to make his name in this deep forward group and not just trying to make his name, he's showing up almost every game that he's out there. 
And you just talked a lot about it, but I know you do have a story on Anton Lindell dropping today at the Miami Herald. That's a plug right there. Can't wait to read it. Going to read it right after we're done recording. But uh, other than what you just said, maybe what jumped out to you when you were kind of doing your research and kind of going through your quotes and going through your numbers as you were writing that feature on Anton? Uh, for me, it just it all circ- circled on the quote that he gave us Tuesday morning, Say when I asked him, where was the biggest area of growth or improvement that he saw in himself this year since he made his debut? And he started off with the basic, I didn't really know what to expect, how everything works on the ice and off the ice. So now I'm back to the schedule. And then he goes into how he knows every game's a battle. He knows that he wants to be the best every game. And then ended with, I want my bad games to be good games so that my level of game, so that my level in our games is always high. To hear a line like that from a 20-year-old, just that blew me away right from the start. And then when he also talked back, I think it was after the Tampa game, saying that I know I'm not where I need to be, but I'm, in, but I'm on the right path. Him looking at the larger goal, even while he's relishing in the success that he's having as a rookie, just for him to have that foresight at such a, such a young age in a time, time and era where everyone's so focused on the present, it just it showed me just the head that he has on his shoulders and that he has the right mindset, the right mentality moving forward that is going to help him with his trajectory as he continues his NHL career. And you, 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 you touched on it there, and it's the weirdest thing, and I don't think anyone that isn't around Anton as much as we are will get it as much. But he almost feels like when you're talking to him, I've done some one-on-one Q&As with him and stuff, he's kind of like covering himself in a sense he kind of watches himself in the third person I feel like and critiques himself as if he wasn't you know himself it's the weirdest thing and I think that is like you said you mentioned there why he is so good at recognizing his floor and his ceiling and where he needs to be he kind of is his own critic his own coach I really don't know how to explain it but it really is interesting to see it's interesting seeing that's the best type of player that that's the type of player you want your team you want the person who can self-examine himself and honestly and openly find his weaknesses and not just find them, but figure out what he needs to do to improve on them. And then also realize that, like you mentioned with the floor and ceiling, everyone talks about when you look at these prospects, these first round picks, everyone talks about their ceiling. Anton Lundell is trying to figure out what he can do to raise his floor so that even on his worst day, he's still a pretty good player. And if more players focus like that, you'd have a lot – just the, the level of game would just continue to increase more than it already is. Something else to that thought in just a moment, but I think the thing when I see Anton Lundell, one thing that always, uh, I guess, just makes me think, when he was drafted, there was so much praise directed toward Bill Zito, toward the Panthers overall for that selection. And, you know, on draft day – everybody always loves their first round picks and there's all the great comparisons and everybody's excited about the future and what could be. But you know, a month later, six months later, a year after that pick was made from around the whole hockey world, you continue to feel the same praise, if not more praise directed toward the Panthers for that selection of Anton Lindell. And here he is. He's made such a splash. And Jordan, going off of what you said there a moment ago, the thing that really sticks out to me with Anton Lindell And even the best rookies, you see their game, you see them play and, you know, you see those flashes of brilliance and and you, but at the same time, you still see elements of their game where you look at them and you say, you know, you could tell, you could tell he's a rookie. You could tell, you could tell he's still 20 with Anton Lindell from the first week that he stepped on the ice in the national hockey league. 
he's looked like a guy who's been in the league for eight years. And, and I want to know if you kind of get the same feeling. I don't think there's anything about his game, and he's going to get better. He is still just a young guy. But when he's out there playing against guys, you know, 10-plus years older than him, there's really nothing about his game that looks like a rookie. Do you feel that way when you watch him play? I definitely do. And for me, the moment came that opening night against the Penguins when Panthers have not gone the PK nine times. And he's the main guy. Him and Barkov are the two guys that are rolling out there as their main penalty killers. You're looking at a 20-year-old guy. You're giving him – responsibility on the PK that early and that often, and that's continued throughout the season. And I think it helps just when you look at his experience before coming to the NHL, 17, 18 years old, playing in playing in Liga and basically playing with, playing as a boy among men in Finland. He had that experience of having to play up even before he touched, touched foot in America. And it, I feel like that's helped his game. And just his defensive IQ, I think, is what's helped him gain as much ice time as he has. You look at what he does on that end of on that end of the ice, and it's incredible. I mean, he's leading for, he's leading Panthers forwards in takeaways and block shots. He's their main guy in the PK. It's just when you get that type of trust in the from when a twenty year old when you're able to put that much trust in a twenty year old that early, it just shows of the signs of what's to come with him. And it's again, you're seeing a guy who's playing a lot more mature than a twenty year than you would expect a twenty year old to be playing. And the reason we're talking about Anton Lindell so much, of course, like we said, Jordan has an Anton Lindell feature coming out at the Miami Herald today. And, of course, the Miami Herald's website. Go check it out. Go read it. Um, but, Jordan, we spent a lot of time on Anton, but I want to give you the floor here for a second uh, to just talk about any other guy. Obviously, we could go through the entire roster, and we could talk about any guy on this roster for 15 minutes about how great they've been this season. But just if you want to highlight one other guy, maybe a guy that's really intrigued you this season, uh, who would you say that is? Uh, I'm going with Ryan Longberg. I mean— he was a guy. Well, you you just want. To, you're a man of the people. You're, you're just making the people happy. Oh, it, it helps with that way. I got. I have to build some clout there as well. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But but I mean, you look at just what he brings to the team. Again, he's that high energy. That high energy guy. When you when he was basically was fighting for a roster spot. When you go back as early as a couple of years ago, when you look back at the at the the shortened season last year, he was competing for that fourth line spot. He was he was going back and forth between whether he was starting, whether he was out, and he cemented a role. And when it gets to the point where a fourth-line winger, a guy with three goals that your the head coach calls as one of the heartbeats of the team as you they navigate through the, everything that's gone on over the last six weeks, the coaching change, the COVID outbreak, playing without a bunch of the top players on any given day, not knowing he's going to be there. When you're able to say a guy like a Ryan Lomberg is the heartbeat of our team because of what he brings on the ice every single shift. That means something in my book. And it's said a lot about what he does and what he brings to the club, the team. Plus, you got to respect the hair flip as well. That's just, that's just great. I, w- I want to get in Jordan's book. How does one get in Jordan's book? Well, again, you step up, you do your work. and <laughs> So and Doug, Doug and I are not getting in the book. <laughs> oh, you guys are... You guys do that. You guys do You keep it going at practice every day. You guys keep everything live. You keep everything loose. Bring the energy. I give all the, the cliche coach speaks here for both Doug Flakens and James Olive. You both are in, You both are up in there. You know that. We play a full 60 here at Territory Talk. 
We bring a lot to the uh, we bring a lot to the table. I like to think. <laughs> Jordan McPherson from the Miami Herald, our guest here. Uh, Jordan, the Panthers obviously have had been very successful on home ice. They've played a lot of games on home ice. That schedule is obviously going to balance out. The Panthers are going to have a heavy dose of uh, road action uh, moving forward in the season, as the schedule will have to balance out. Uh, for the Panthers, what is the uh, what's the biggest thing? If you had to name a, a hallmark trait of this team and something that's going to need to come into play for the Panthers to take this home show onto the road, uh, what would you say the most important element, the most important hallmark trait for this team is as they, uh, again, look to continue fighting for that top spot in the Atlantic? I'll go with two things. First off is they got to stay as healthy as they can. Obviously, a lot of that road stretch where, again, they're 4-4-4 four, four, and four on the road, but they played the bulk of those when, when Alexander Barkov was, was missing time with first a knee injury, then the upper body injury. Uh, Anthony Duclair missed some time there. Uh, Gustav Forsling missed a few games here and there. So the main thing is if they can stay healthy and they can go into road games at full strength, they had – that first road trip where they went, uh, that road trip where they went 0-2 and 2, Bob, Sergey Bobrovsky missed the two games where they lost in regulation as well. So if they can go in, if they can go in as full strength as possible, that will definitely be be a help as they go on this long road trip or this long extended stretch of road games that's going to be upcoming. And secondly, they got to get consistent work out of the power play. That's been one of their Achilles' heels all year, despite how great the offense has been. We saw some high. We saw some positive signs on Tuesday. They got power play goals each of the first two times with the man advantage. It's just if they can get more consistent production there, I think that'll be that'll shore up some of those some of those weak spots that we've been seeing when they're away from FLA Live Arena. And Jordan, I got to ask last one for me. Um, when it comes to you and David Wilson, like you said, it's a very unique. You guys really do kind of share this beat, uh, you know, tagging in and out, kind of a goaltending tandem, really, uh, there at the Miami Herald. Is there one thing you guys just really, really agree on when it comes to the Panthers or disagree on? Like, like we said, you guys do go back and forth. Is there one thing you guys really spend a lot of time talking about when you're talking cats? Uh, the main thing is just it's fun watching this offense regardless of the situation, again, going to go back to the comeback cats mantra that we talked about earlier in the show, just seeing that even when a team's down, even when the team's down three goals going into the third period, we both, we're both thinking, yeah, there's still a chance they're probably, they're going to find a way to win this. Even we went back to uh, opening night, David covered the opening night game, the five, four win overtime win against uh, the penguins. And I remember texting him, raise, raise the game, raise X scored the tying goal in third period and went, well, you got a good game going, and I think he gave me a response to me along the lines of, "Yeah, we're gonna probably see this a lot this year." <laughs> and so far, so far, it's it's rung true. Jordan McPherson of the Miami Herald, our guest here on Territory Talk. He's got a piece coming out in the Miami Herald today on Anton Lindell. At the time of this recording, it is Wednesday, so you can look for that one, folks. And. For people online, even if you're listening to this after Wednesday, it's still there. It's it doesn't go away. It's still out there, so be sure to look for it. Jordan McPherson, our guest. Jordan, tell all the folks out there where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at J underscore McPherson 1126. And then all my work is on MiamiHerald.com slash sports. Jordan McPherson, our guest. Jordan, we thank you very much for your time. Thanks for stopping by here on Territory Talk. Can't wait to talk to you again, and we will see you out at the arena very soon. 
Thanks so much, guys. Huge thanks to Jordan McPherson of the Miami Herald for stopping by on this week's edition of the Territory Talk podcast. We thank him very much for his time. Well, speaking of Jameson Olive, you heard from him during that segment there as well. He's going to stop by coming up next segment. We'll take a look at tonight's game. Panthers paying a visit to the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll look ahead to the upcoming homestand. We'll talk about what's been working well for this Panthers team. That's coming up on the other side of the break from FloridaPanthers.com and the Territory Talk podcast. Jameson Olive will join me next. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show as we get ready for tonight's game, the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, a huge matchup within the Eastern Conference coming up this evening. 7 o'clock face-off for the Panthers and the Hurricanes in Raleigh tonight. 6.30 p.m. will be Panthers preview across the radio network. And a quick programming note for our listeners in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, 99.9 FM WKIS HD2. That's going to be where you tune in for tonight's contest if you're in Miami-Dade and Broward counties. As always, though, you can catch the game on the NHL app. Makes it so easy to tune in each and every night to all the action across the National Hockey League. So be sure to check that out. Tonight, it's the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, 7 o'clock from Raleigh. The Panthers have launched an all-new Kids Club. Young fans will have access to exclusive Kids Club events, special offers, Panthers merch packs, and more more information, or to join the exclusive Panthers Kids Club Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash Kids Club. Of course, the Panthers wrapping up this short two-game road trip tonight. They'll be back home to take on the Vancouver Canucks. Coming up on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, and then Friday night, the Panthers and the Stars at 7 o'clock at FLA Live Arena. Saturday night, a week from tonight, 6 p.m. start at FLA Live Arena. The Panthers have the Columbus Blue Jackets coming to town. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets. Joining us now here on the Panthers Insider Show to talk all things Florida Panthers to recap the game on Thursday night. The Panthers coming off that 6-5 shootout loss against the Dallas Stars to preview the game in Raleigh this evening to look ahead at the homestand. Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com from the Territory Talk podcast that you can find at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk or wherever you listen and from the Second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Jamison Olive joining us now. Jamison, thanks again for taking some time out for us here on the Panthers Insider Show. And the first thing I wanted to get to, just some immediate reaction following the game against Dallas back on Thursday night. Of course, it was the true definition of a back-and-forth game. Both teams held leads on multiple occasions. Both teams saw one-goal leads disappear the Panthers ultimately forced that game into overtime. Of course, a lot of different ways you can look at it when you come up short in overtime or a shootout and you get the one point. But I think when we look back down the road, you know, a month or two from now, I think we're going to look at Thursday's game in Dallas and say, you know, that was a that was a good game to grind out a point in. The Panthers were able to tie it late. Yeah, no, the effort was once again there. The Panthers were relentless. They were going at it for the full 60. All four lines were, you know, given a lot of energy. Uh, but after the game, Andrew Burdett kind of summed it up well. It was kind of a 50-50 game where, you know, half of it was really good, but then the other half there was, you know, maybe a bad decision here that led to a goal or just something wasn't working. So it really was. It really did feel like that. It really did feel like the momentum swings kept shifting back and forth where, you know, each team probably controlled half the game. Um, but for the Panthers, you know, coming into that game, the Stars hadn't played in 17 days. In that first period, the Panthers 
it felt like they could have had four more goals, but Braden Holpe really stood on his head and had maybe they scored those goals and kind of, you know, you know, put the, put their, uh, put their stamp on that game early on. I think maybe they would have ran away with it, but Braden Holpe kept the stars in the game, gave them time to kind of, you know, shake the rust off, get back into it. And then suddenly it was anyone's game at that point. So uh, for the Panthers, they'll take a point on the road any way they can get it, especially with how good they've been at home. Uh, points are points. They matter. Uh, but I do think maybe it's a good starting point for this next, you know, stretch of road games where they are going to play a ton of games on the road over the next month or so. So uh, for the Cats, it's progress. Uh, you know, a lot of big guys stepped up on the ice. And for the Stars, the Stars aren't a bad team. You know, the Stars are a good team, even though they, uh, you know, had quite a bit of time off there. They have a lot of weapons. Jason Robertson is kind of publicly public enemy number one now for the Panthers when they play the Stars. He always seems to do something out there, but. Uh, overall, I think you got to take the point in that one, even though the Panthers did have, you know, tons of opportunities to win that game. Yeah, an entertaining game. And those two teams are going to be back at it against each other on Friday night at FLA Live Arena. If you're looking for some entertaining hockey to watch, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And that's going to be the finale of the two-game season series for those one-time division rivals. Last year, of course, they played each other eight times with the adjusted alignment and schedule in the condensed season a year ago. But we're focused on the here and now right now. And I think, uh, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on it. But looking at that game on Thursday, I thought something else, Jamison, that really stood out. Uh, the Panthers' big guns were the big guns in the game on Thursday night. Aaron Eckblad had a three-point game and logged uh, more time on the ice than any other skater between the two teams in that game. Alexander Barkov had a three-point game, including a couple of really nice goals, one that was a highlight reel goal that we're going to be seeing for a long time. And uh, Jonathan Huberto, of course, another multi-point game for him, and he was able to get that tying goal in the uh, waning seconds of regulation time to force it into overtime. Always, Those guys get on the score sheet so much, but in a game like that where the margin for error was pretty thin and it was a tight game and you, you were looking to grind out a point any way you could, it's always great to see the big guns really carry a heavy load. Yeah, no, they were. And I was in a Barkov. It was just kind of on another planet with the moves he was making and the goals he was scoring. You know, Jonathan Huberto coming up in the clutch to help the Panthers get a point, force overtime with a great goal. Uh, he had two more points. He's been on, you know, an epic tear here, player, third star of the week, should I say, uh, on Monday earlier this week. So uh, he's doing it all. Aaron Ekblad, three points, uh, you know, especially for him coming back to Dallas, you know, his first game at Dallas since that injury last season. Uh, really great for him to come out and have the game that he had. And Mackenzie Weger, uh, you know, he was doing it all. You know, block shots, hits, tons of minutes, goal, um, you know, the top pairing, the, you know, the top guys, all the top guys showed up. And, of course, at the same time, there were some other heroes here and there. Of course, Patrick Hornquist, uh, you know, he's been you know, on a great stretch here as well. Three goals in the last two games. Uh, some big moments against the Stars. I think he was on the ice for four of the five goals. Uh, even if he wasn't getting involved in terms of goals or assists, he was always in front of Holpe's eyes. He was screening Holpe the whole entire game. And that's kind of how Huberto got that game-time goal. You know, Patrick Hornquist was right in front of Brendan Holpe. So, um, yeah, the Panthers – when the big guys are rolling, they can do a lot of things. But even when the big guys aren't, they have a ton of other guys that can do it, too. So uh, we talk about the depth of this team. Yes, they are deep top to bottom, but the top really is just so nice. Jonathan Huberto, you mentioned him uh, a couple of occasions this year. He's taken home some national recognition, some, uh, you know, uh, some uh, league wide honors. And he's producing points at just an incredible rate. He's up into the top five in the National Hockey League as far as point production is concerned and uh, looking at the, the way he's been able to produce lately, is this the best that you've seen him, uh, you know, on the offensive side of things? And really this season overall, he's he's rounding his game into a, a form that we've never seen when you factor in that he's added the penalty kill 
to his arsenal. Um, he's just become such a, you know, he's become that true all situations guy. But again, it seems like every night he's finding ways to get on the score sheet and uh, among the top point producers in the league overall. But uh, I believe since the end of November, he's he's right there at the top as far as uh, point producers in the National Hockey League. Uh, I know he's played some great hockey in his career. He's the longest tenured Panther. But Jameson, uh, best hockey you've seen Jonathan Huberto play? 100%. He's just become such a complete player. And we've seen you know him trending in this direction the last couple of seasons. Uh, we know what he can do with the puck. We've seen the spinorama passes. We see the goals. We see all you know the stick handling, uh, You know the, the, the way he protects the puck in the offensive zone with his body, all those good things he's just elite at. But you mentioned the penalty kill. And I think putting him on the penalty kill is just, you know, cause him to have to, you know, add that extra physical edge to his game. And you see it now. Huberto is, you know, throwing so many more hits than he used to. He's getting involved in scrums after the whistle. He's becoming, you know, a, vo- a vocal leader out there as well as just, you know, a skilled leader. Uh, he's doing so much, uh, you know, with and without the puck. And, you know, we talked to him about that a couple of weeks ago. And he was saying, you know, I was really good with the puck for a lot of my career. But then I started to realize all the things I could do without the puck and all the ways I could make an impact that way. And I think you'll see that, you know, there are times when he does use his physicality and, you know, big hits to hold the zone that eventually result in goals. So when you just add another element to your game, you know, you know, you have, you know, add it to your tool belt, should I say, and you already have so many good tools on that belt, you just become that much better a player. So for Jonathan Huberto, you know, an incredible season, you know, fourth in the NHL right now in scoring, um, no chance to get first just because Connor McDavid exists and Leon Dreisaitl exists at Edmonton, which is crazy. And it's such a weird time in hockey right now where, you know, even guys like Ovechkin and Huberto and all these great players can put up these mammoth numbers and you get excited and then you go look at the scoring leaderboard and you just have to keep turning your head up because Connor McDavid's just so far ahead. And that's just the era we're in. We're in the era of Connor McDavid. So I think for Huberto, if he keeps this up and he can keep leaving the Panthers and the Panthers do continue on their current trajectory where they do, you know, just cruise into the playoffs and he has a ton of points and maybe finish his top five in scoring, he could be a finalist. And I think that's what we kind of shoot for here is if you can get some, some heart finalist love for Jonathan Huberto, I think he'd be well-deserved. Yeah, I think he's heading that way. He's Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com and the Territory Talk podcast, which, again, uh, you can find it, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. New episodes every week. And uh, wherever you tune into your podcast, you can find Territory Talk. Let's turn the page a little bit, Jameson. Tonight, the second matchup of three this season between the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Of course, a 7 o'clock puck drop across the radio network. Make sure that you are somewhere where you can tune in Listen, watch, somehow consume this game tonight, the Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. Jameson, there's excitement around this game because, you know, the Panthers would like to get back on the winning side of things. If they can get a win, get three out of four points on this two-game road trip, coming home, uh, it turns into, a you know, a really good road trip when you can get three out of four points. So, obviously, a lot of emphasis on being able to get the win tonight, but it's also a game that the whole hockey world's going to have its eyes on here. You'll, you'd look at uh, power rankings for what they're worth during the game on Thursday night, Billy Lindsay and I were, we're talking about it during the broadcast, uh, you know, different outlets put out their power rankings. And it seems like depending on what outlet you go to uh, these two teams, the Panthers and the Carolina hurricanes, uh, they're one, two in some order. It seems like based on the opinions of a lot of uh, quote unquote experts in the national hockey league, how excited are you for this game tonight? And what kind of measuring stick is this for the Panthers against Carolina this evening? Uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, the lightning being measuring stick games, but I think this is the measuring stick so far for the Panthers this season. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, like you said, they're, 
pretty much all the latest power rankings there are number one. The Panthers are number two. You look at the possession numbers. The Hurricanes right now top possession team in the league. The Panthers number two. They both like to play that game. They both like to have the puck. Uh, Hurricanes, one of the top defensive teams. Panthers, one of the top offenses. It's just these teams are built to kind of go at each other. And we saw last season, they saw each other eight times. And the only team that the Panthers didn't have a winning record against last season was the Carolina Hurricanes. They were the only team that really gave them struck gave them fits, gave them trouble out there. Obviously, the Panthers added some key pieces since then. They're a different team. Uh, the Hurricanes did as well. So this is the game. I think this is the game where whoever wins is going to get a lot of extra attention for the next couple of days after that game. Um, the Panthers and the Hurricanes is to be a matchup we see in the playoffs. Both these teams are built for the playoffs. Both these teams play physical. Both these teams have a ton of skill. Um, if you're out of South Florida, if you're not in the region, this is the ESPN Plus game of the night. This is the game you have to watch. Uh, it's going to be great hockey. No one knows what's going to happen because we never know what's going to happen when a great offense meets a great defense. Obviously, both teams can do it all, but that's kind of their their, their staples right there for each of them. So uh, it's going to be a great one. And uh, I'm really excited. All the big guns, I'm sure, are getting ready for it. It's the last game on a short road trip. Maybe it's one of those empty the tank games where you just say, you know, this is the end of the trip. We're heading home for a bit. Let's do what we can right here. So look for the big guns like we talked about earlier to have big nights in this one. And uh, overall, this is going to be just a huge game for the Panthers. And if they can find a way to win it, I think, they already have a ton of respect around the league, but maybe those final few naysayers that just are in the far reaches of Canada somewhere will finally say, you know what, I'm on board with the Florida Panthers. There's a chance to do that with this game. Second matchup of the season for the two teams. The Panthers took the first one at FLA Live Arena, so uh, looking to, if they can get a win, uh, looking to secure a victory in the season series, at, uh, at very least, if they can get the win tonight. Jameson Olive joining us. From FloridaPanthers.com, Jameson, uh, we've turned the page into the new year, uh, putting you on the spot here a little bit as we turn the page into 2022. Uh, a lot of Panthers having great seasons. Uh, you know, a lot of guys that uh, are in some cases having uh, career years with this great season that the Panthers have put together. Uh, who's a, a guy that you think could be like the maybe the, the breakout Panther of 2022 as we, we turn the page into the new year? That's tough because I feel like so many guys have already broken out. This yeah, that is, is tough, and it's a good problem to have. That is a good problem. So many guys are just having great years already. So who's the it guy? Could be somebody who's broken out that maybe hasn't gotten the national recognition yet. You think that could be coming? Well, that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's just that's just life in South Florida being a Panther. Um, let me think. I mean, I mean, obviously Barkov, Hoover, Eckblad, Weger. Those guys are all broken out. Everyone knows who they are. Um, you, you look, you know, Sam Reinhart has had a great season, maybe an under the radar, great season, but he's had a ton of points once he gets back in the lineup. Uh, but he has such a pedigree around the league. I don't think he can break out. Uh, Sam Bennett broke out when he got here last year. I think everyone knows about Sam Bennett now, Anthony, maybe Anthony Duclair, you know, Anthony Duclair obviously is already a household name around the league. He's already had some big seasons. He's been an all-star, but you know, even though last season was great as well, this could be the season where he scores, you know, out of the blue, 35 goals. Like This could be kind of a, an eruption of a season for Anthony Duclair in the goal-scoring department. So you know what? Maybe I'll say Anthony Duclair. I think Anthony Duclair continues to you know pile up the goals, finishes with a really high number, and turns a lot of heads. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Alexander Barkov on Thursday night jumped past him by a goal in terms of sole possession on the Panthers' goal-scoring leaderboard, but uh, Anthony Duclair is going to be in that mix all season long. Uh, last thing we'll leave you with here, Jameson, a milestone night the other night, Joe Thornton, 1,700 games in the National Hockey League. Aaron Ekblad talking after morning skate. Uh, he said he just, uh, you know, can, can't even fathom uh, 1,700 games in the National Hockey League. And Joe Thornton still doing it at a, at a high level. And you can tell his teammates love him. What have been your biggest takeaways from 
uh, this season with Joe Thornton as a member of the Florida Panthers and, and hitting that milestone. And it seems like every night when he gets on the ice, similar to when Roberto Luongo uh, was, uh, was still playing and Yarmir Yager was a Panther. It seems like every night we're having to keep an eye on the all-time leaderboards and milestone lists because Joe Thornton's just, uh, just climbing all those different charts. Yeah, no, he's a walking, talking piece of history. He's uh, incredible. Uh, just being able to get to talk to him the times we have has been amazing. You know, he's a future Hall of Famer. You know, no question about that. One of the you know, greatest players of all time. Um, and, you know, when you talk to him, it's just so cool because he, he just loves the game. And you can tell that's why he's doing it at 42 years old. He just loves coming to the rink. He loves the room. He loves the guys. It's not even just about, you know, the on the ice. He just loves the community of hockey that, you know, even us are on the fringes of that bigger picture of just the hockey community as media members. Um, it, it's just incredible to watch what he does every day. And you hear the guys talk about it and, uh, you know, the young guys, it's like, you know, it's like the guy that, you know, they used to play with in video games is now, you know, two stalls down and just what that means to them. And um, the, the main thing I hear when people talk about Joe Thorne is just the calming presence he is. And, you know, when this team has ups, when it has downs, he's just a great voice in the room, whether it's talking to the group or talking individually one-on-one -on -one with guys uh, everyone listens to Joe. He's got all the right things to say. And you hear it in interviews. You hear his tone. He's, he almost sounds kind of like a therapist. He's, he's just, it's just so soft and it's so encouraging. And to have that in the room, I think, for these guys and to have, you know, a voice with the kind of pedigree and the kind of resume behind it like Joe Thornton has, I think goes a long way. And I know he's here because he wants to win a Stanley Cup. This team looks like it's going to be a contender. Um, and I think, you know, once playoff time does come around, Joe Thornton's going to make a lot of people that aren't Panthers fans root for the Panthers because so many people just root for Joe Thornton at this point just because he is just such a loved guy. He's Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. Does great work there. You can hear him on Territory Talk podcast, second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Jameson, we thank you as always for stopping by, for taking some time out for us on the Panthers Insider Show, and we will talk to you uh, during tonight's game. Thanks again. Sounds great. Thanks, Doug. That's Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, and that takes us to the end of this morning's program. Panthers Insider Show, another edition in the books. The Panthers against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight to wrap up the road trip. 7 o'clock is going to be the start of the game. And then on Tuesday, the Panthers begin a three-game homestand. They will play host to the Vancouver Canucks. FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 954-835-PUCK to get your tickets for the action coming up at FLA Live Arena. You don't want to miss any of it. As uh, you heard it right there from Jamison Olive, this Panthers team, they're in that mix as Stanley Cup contenders. going to be very exciting to see how things play out over the course of the rest of the year. The Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes tonight, and then they return home. And then, uh, of course, three games at home beginning on Tuesday. We're going to take a, a break here, and then we'll be back with you this evening when the Panthers pay a visit to the Carolina Hurricanes. Thanks to Jamison Olive for stopping by that segment. Thanks to all of you. For tuning in this morning, I'm Doug Plagans. This is the Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.